Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Lady Chow Fung and Kenny, and we're here for another episode of Wuxia Weekend to talk about The Heroic Ones, a 1970 film directed by Cheng Che. This is the story of 13 brothers and generals who serve under Li Keong during the Tang Dynasty. Uh, it's kind of a sort of historical war film rather than the, the more adventure-driven uh, wuxia that we tend to do here. Uh, so before we get into the plot and all that stuff, wh- what do you guys think of this film after having seen it? I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, I feel like there was a little bit of pacing issues at times. Sometimes there wasn't, yeah, there was a, a bit of a too long of a lull, and then sometimes things are a bit too hectic. It felt like, but um, overall, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, it was a visual treat I think there's a, a, a one issue I had was that there were too many characters I, but I guess really the relevant ones weren't, re, weren't there weren't too many of them but when they sort of introduce them in the beginning and you have the music and, and like each each of one of the 13 generals gets like a pose moment and their name on the screen is like oh my god do I have to remember all of these characters and um, yeah that, that, that sort of like it stalled me a bit in the beginning it's like oh god I'm not sure how much yeah, it was a bit of a turn-off when I saw how many characters there were, but as I watched the movie, you know, you realize that most of them aren't really relevant, and, yeah, you know, that, that wasn't big, a tip that big of an issue. I enjoyed the movie. This is, like, my third or fourth time seeing it. Um, I did have a, a problem with the pacing also. I thought it was slow, too slow, especially at the beginning of the movie, and... Um, some things could have been, I don't know, for me, could have been left out. And there were too many brothers. I know it's historical and everything, but there were too many brothers at the beginning that, like Kenny said, you think are important, but they end up not really being that important. And it's just, I don't know. I think they could have stuck with one part of the plot and developed it more. But I do like the film because it's very colorful. A lot of it was shot outside. And I love the costuming and the fight scenes. Yeah, I, I like this movie. I, I agree with pretty much everything you guys said. It's It, it, it can be slow at times. Um, sometimes that's a weakness and sometimes it's a little bit of a strength because it gives it this uh, this just sense of, of, of you know, all the like all these things that that have gone on over the course of the movie and it just feels like a really big film like there's a big cast there's lots of individual plot beats and there's space between them so it just kind of breathes but i feel like it got as a result it's kind of slow and lumbering at times and you know you, you want to kind of get to the good moments of the of the film um so one another question I had before we get into there's there's a point I want to get into to talk about because I, I I don't think I can get further in the discussion if we don't address it but how did this movie make you guys feel? Um, well, in the way everything played out, um... just you know, like what was your emotional reaction to the film overall, or what was the most consistent emotion you found yourself feeling? Um. Fuck the fourth general and the twelfth general, or whatever. Pardon my French. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of it was. Um, I, I I got a lot of um, negative feelings about yeah the, the, the antagonists, which is a good thing. They were, that means that they were portrayed in in, in a way that yeah, um, evoked emotion in people. Um, and there was a bit. 
I, I, yeah, maybe reflect on on you know friendship and brotherhood and stuff like that in a little bit. In that you know, it, while it's both um, a good motivating factor, like, it can sometimes also be a shackle. Like towards the the ending, like I, there was a lot of unnecessary uh, bloodshed at the end just because they couldn't let go of brotherhood, uh, despite the fact that obviously the the people they're chasing down had already given up all semblance of uh, being <laughs> brothers with them. And it's just like, oh. Um, it made me feel like, I'm glad my family wasn't as dysfunctional as this family. Um, first of all, 13 brothers is going to cause a, a lot of testosterone going through, and there are obviously going to be rivalries. But yeah, like Kenny said, there was... The ending was a lot of unnecessary bloodshed. It, it, I don't think it had to go that far. But, you know, jealousy plays an a important role in this movie. And it's very unfortunate. You know, I was sad for the youngest brother. Um, but he was kind of arrogant in the movie, too. But everybody had their flaws. Yeah, I, There I, wasn't... Oh, go ahead. There wasn't one really particular character that I really, really liked the most out of all of them. It's just that it's sad that it had to end the way it did. Yeah, I, I felt like this was like watching a slow motion car wreck where you can see everything that's unfolding and you want it to. St- it's sort of like kind of like watching a tragedy like like you. you, you sp- and, and I think it's because I, I might not have had as much of this feeling the first time I saw it. But now that I've seen it a few times and it's, you know, uh, I know what happens, you, you, don't, you don't want certain things to occur and they're, they're, they're going to happen no matter what. They just have the, the force of gravity behind them. And, uh, and so there's sort of a feeling of, no, this isn't supposed to happen or no, that, that you know, don't go there, don't, it's a trap, don't, don't go to that meeting. Um, and all of these things are just going to happen as they need to. Um, so I found myself just kind of, I don't know, I don't think suspense is the right word, but just, you know, uh, wishing, wishing things would turn out differently than I know they're going to. Um, but one thing I wanted to talk about, because I always bring it up when I talk about this film, is the, is the, is the scene in the, uh, where, uh, where, uh, David Chang's character gets killed, um. I, I think that's a pretty notable scene, and I didn't know what you guys' reaction and response to that was. It's a very traditional method of execution. <laughs> it sounds a bit cold, but I was just thinking, ah, yes, the traditional death by um, horses. I don't know what it's called in English, actually. I'm sure that's a t- I think drawn and quartered is... Drawn and quartered, yes. yes. But that, that's usually that hung, and then you're drawn and quartered, right? Yeah, but and they did put a rope around his neck, so I guess you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, that, I I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think what is happening, this is, you know, the 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 fine details aren't as important as the uh, the overall. <laughs> it was, uh, that's 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 the first thing that struck me about that scene. It was like when they started like tying um, his arms and legs, and like you saw the horses outside. It's like, oh yeah, and I I know where this is going, and it's not going to be fun for him. Poor David Chan. <laughs> well, it's also it's also the kind of movie where he, I mean, he's the closest thing this film has to a protagonist, and yeah, and to, and and so you just are not, um, you know, it, it, I I think the the closest thing I can compare it to is um, 
uh, Game of Thrones. Do you know what I mean? Where, I mean, spoilers if people haven't seen it. Everybody here has seen Game of Thrones, right? Or am I? Am no. I, oh, okay. Well, then I can't compare it. But there, but there's a comparable thing in Game of Thrones, and and uh, and and it's just like you, you're a little bit shocked by it when it happens, and also the graphic nature of it. I mean, it's not, it's not a. Um, it's a, it's a really brutal brutal method of execution, and the film I think really plays that up, even when it doesn't show exactly what happens. It you know, uh, so I don't know. I, I just I just thought that was a very uh, sort of disturbing scene, but also really effective. Yeah, well, I, was, I love the okay. the first time I saw it. It was very disturbing and very sad because. David Chang never really ever dies in a movie. And, you know, so it's like the first time that I've ever really seen him die and to die so tragically and so disturbingly and so completely. I mean, there's no coming back from this this kind of death. And, it, you know, just because the two older brothers were just so, I don't know what the right word is for it, but... Um, Dickish. Yes. Well, yeah, that too. Um, you know, David Chang's the youngest brother, and he was obviously favored by the father, and the two oldest didn't want him to be favored. They wanted the to be the big guy in charge, and just to take it out on him that way. I mean, that's the worst form of hazing I've ever seen. So... Yeah, it was really disturbing the first time I saw it. I actually, I think, cried the first time I saw it. It was well, just... It's its so disturbing. its we, we had this conversation when we talked about the swordsman that has this very similar scene, except T. Lung, I think, is the one who gets the, the treatment in that, where he gets bisected. Uh, I think, we, I forget this precise details, but it's really gory, and it just instantly reduces the human body to, like, meat. And I feel like that's exactly what goes on here. And that it's like it's disturbing on the because, number one, it's the it, you know, the character is being killed in a horrible way. But also you're kind of being reminded of, you know, how fragile a human body can be. Um, even even, you know, one that up until that point in the movie seemed invincible, um, you know. And so I, I don't know. I just and also I like the the way that they use the tent in the uh in the scene where the tent is kind of getting used in place of like you don't actually like you see the after effects of it you see his arms and limbs being dragged away but you don't actually see them getting ripped out i think and if you do it's not it's not like they focus in on the moment that the arm gets ripped out but you see the the contortions of the tent as it's collapsing and it kind of suggests all the things that are happening to him and and I, and just... I think there's also the the tent helps to center the scene there because there's there's one like high um, shot where you get to see the tent in the middle and the blood trails coming out in in or in that in directions of his limbs basically and I thought that was a pretty striking image which perfectly like captures what happened to him without actually having to show like you know, know tendons ripping or, or or actual like spurts of blood or anything the blood trails and the directions of the blood trails is more than enough to imply all of that and uh and, and it, yeah and, he, and he's kind of you know one way that they describe his movies is painting with blood and i think this definitely it's like literally like he's painting the ground with with the blood um now the, the other thing I, I i wanted to talk about is why do they keep letting these two guys off the hook so much they uh 
the um what is it the fourth and the twelfth brother that are basically the bad guys through the whole movie. Um, I think uh, Kang Chun Li and uh, Soon Chin. Um, you know they they they're they're sort of relentlessly bad through the whole film, and and they and they come this close to being properly punished by the father, but they're let off the hook, and then they multiple times they end up doing things that are uh are not good for the for the heroes of the film yeah and i think another striking part about going back to david chang's death is that he saved the two people that actually killed him he was their savior he's the one who got them off the hook in that one scene with the father the father was ready to um, execute him and he was like no don't do it you know just give him so many lashes and we'll move on from this and then you know towards the end of the movie they're like oh, we don't care that you saved us we're still going to kill you because we don't like you yeah that yeah that yeah he he was responsible for them not being executed he, he spoke on their behalf and then all that all they give him is resentment and envy and you know all kinds of horrible things you know they, 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 and 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 they're not particularly competent either like it would be one thing if they were competent but they're also shown again and again to be making really bad decisions both morally and strategically and tactically it's it's uh so that they're they're really unlikable characters which i think makes them effective but you kind of like wonder i think it's realistic as well because you know in real life just because you help out someone who hates you a lot doesn't necessarily mean they're going to eventually come around to liking you as well right so yeah it would be it would be nice if they you know they they saw the error of their ways after being helped out again and again by the other brothers right but you know this is a case where well they they obviously just don't give a shit and yeah, you know, and, and that that carries on. Like they they've thrown away something important to them, I think, because at the, uh, you know the, the end fight scene, we said there was lots of unnecessary bloodshed, right? And I I, I think as part of the lead up to that is is this sort of this idea that they have like completely you know decided to abandon um, the, the, the any sense of brotherhood with any of the other people, which is which is why they can. Uh, draw and quarter um, the thirteenth general, and 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 why they can like like sneak attack so many of their brothers in the end battle there as well yeah I mean, they're pretty they're pretty despicable guys i think um and uh, uh what did you guys think about about the fight choreograph uh, sorry fight choreography overall um and just the the fight sequences there were times like so so when it I don't know the the mass fight scenes were a bit messy. I actually felt like I, I I liked seeing it, but at the same time, a lot of it was just a bit all over the place. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. it's just the fact that everyone's got their little spears and they're like oh, oh and they're sort of like jabbing and um and yeah the 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 um the the what are they called the black um the 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 army of uh of uh of, of the thirteen generals were you know just sort of like wandering around and and slashing things it just it just when the, the mass fight scenes just felt a little bit all over the place for me but um the where where it's a bit more one on one I I like the fight scenes there like the fight with General Mung and stuff like that yeah that that's the one I didn't like oh really um, what, what was it about that one that you didn't like I didn't like it because there was too 
too much, I th- think, flipping and slow-mo during the flipping. I, I think it draw it drew it out too much for me. And if it had been a more concise, get it done kind of thing, I would have mm-hmm. liked it more. Now, was it the fact that he was like, like David Chang's character throughout that fight demonstrates a lot of like lightness kung fu, like he's leaping off of the off of the battlements and he's leaping high into there. Was it the fact that he was doing that or just the fact that he was doing it too much and it was getting in the way of the flow of the fight? I don't even think it was his lightness skill that was actually the problem. I think it was the way that it was shot Mm. because it seemed like his flips were too slow, like they slowed it down too much for me. I don't know if it had just been like boom, flip, go on and kind of like move more quickly. Mm-hmm. I think I would have liked it better, but it just seemed like it was close up and slow. Yeah. And I think the fighting in this too, it was very much more in the realm of sort of the old swashbuckle style Shaw brothers movie. Like, you know, the, the, the late, like I think of it as like the late sixties style of fighting, except this is, I, I think a little bit more bloody than, um, than some of the earlier movies but uh the the scene i liked was the one on the bridge with t lung where his character makes his last stand it kind of it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the 300 uh film you know especially with him wearing like the red cape which they which he wasn't wearing at the start of the battle but i think his father put on him uh at the end there um but that whole battle inside uh what was it beyond long fortress uh, that was the one that I really liked. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I can see that they're very impressive fight scenes, but at the same time, it's just, I, I just thought they were a bit too all over the place at times, and um, too like too sprawling. Like everybody was kind of yeah, just sort of spilling all every, over. everyone's doing their own thing, and then suddenly you. I mean, I, I maybe maybe that captures the feeling of like a a, me- a grand melee uh, uh, very well, well but. Uh, I, I see this as like firmly in the like like in terms of genre I see this as like a war movie like it like it yeah. like in, like a war movie from any era even like not just like a historical period film but like it just feels like a seventies war film to me when I watch it and so I think that a lot of the uh, a lot of the setting is kind of the feel like the the bat you know like like just having guys in the background meander sort of adds to the to that vibe for me but um. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I thought the action scenes were good. I just, um, uh, I, I think that, uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't quite pick up on what you're referring to there. So I'd, I'd have to watch it again to sort of, you know, see how I feel about that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, re- I like the scenes where, you know, where you had the clear focus on like one person, like the bridge scene you said was, mm-hmm. was good. And I, I agree because yeah, you can quite clearly see what's going on and you know, you can see T-Dong there. He is wounded and he's holding, yeah, he has a last stand against all these other people. And it's not as random as when there's like multiple people on both sides having a fight, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But that just, that's just me probably. No, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's a reasonable thing. It definitely has, like, I mean, I can, I'm, you know, I, I do think that it's, the battles involved a lot of people, um, and there were a lot of extras in the battles. So, uh, I, I like, but in the, in the scenes where like David Chang was fighting with the spear, I would tended to focus more on David Chang than the people surrounding him. So, 
you know, it might it might be that my eye was drawn to different things. Um, but I don't know. What did you guys think of the uh, uh, comparison? Like comparing this movie to a film like Fourteen Amazons. That's the one that kind of kept popping in my head, um, which came later, obviously. But uh, but it definitely reminded me of Fourteen Amazons when I would watch it. Yeah, I got that feeling too. It's definitely uh, Fourteen Amazons was definitely the female version, but not as bloody, I guess you would say. Um, yeah, I can see the comparison. There are fourteen women, thirteen generals. They're all led by a very strong parental figure. Um, Except for you know you don't get all the jealousy and the envy with the women. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. That's the big difference. Is in that movie they're all kind of cohesive, and but but it's very similar, like you're saying, and they're like they're raised in a very similar way. They're all raised to sort of the same, uh, you know, the same uh, ideals and the same virtues, um, you know, and it's it's in and and it's and it's it's just very similar uh and it, it almost feels like 14 amazon as well they had 13 in this one so we're gonna have 14 in this you know it's sort of that um but uh but yeah i don't know i just kept thinking of that movie it's funny because the stereotype would be that would well yeah in some old chinese movies where you have a whole bunch of women that tends to be the more of a cat fight thing because no, normally when that happens it's because it's in the you know the harem of an emperor or whatever they're all fighting for power and that sort of thing so the fact that yeah for 14 amazons had all the women working together and whereas the 13 men had all the fighting <laughs> and jealousy it was a, it's a nice bit of subversion there. well and it's interesting too because this movie like the the one of the central themes of it seems to be manliness do you know what i mean like like cheng che always has like there's always like a masculinity thing going on but this one in particular like at the very start of the movie you know like the th like the thing that it seems to be saying is like you know these guys these guys are these guys are all super manly do you know what I mean like they're just like they're they're able mm -hmm. to drink large quantities they they love fighting they're good at fighting you know one of them is hung over and was drunk the night before and just waking up and he's able to you know jump off the battlement and and kill a general that, or capture a general that's that's terrorizing the gates um, and and so you know it's interesting to me that that you know there is that contrast when the uh, you know, when so much of the film is sort of that, that, uh, what, what it was it, the staunch masculinity that Cheng Che always has going on in his films. But I, I think here it's just really visible. Amped up to, <laughs> amped up to 11, yeah, I think. Well, there's just like so, you know, like, like a Cheng Che movie, there's always the costumes and there's always like the bare chested scenes, but this just seemed to have an awful lot more of those moments of like a guy fighting. And like you know, hacking his way through enemies, uh, you know, without a shirt on, and then you know, uh, you know, j just you know, all all of these uh, these characters who uh, prioritize uh, all of their, their their family loyalties and their uh, their duties to the state over all other things. Um, so so I don't know. It just seemed like uh, uh, an interesting interesting that in light of some of the differences between that and 14 Amazons. Um, yeah, and the fact that there's tons of horrible death as well, which is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I feel like that's a, a, a mark of a Chen Chen movie, is how horrible some of the people in the movie died. Well, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, it's kind of like death is like an apotheosis, like you like become more, like you become more heroic by dying in that way. 
like the yeah. you know the two characters who die are uh, T Lung and David Chung and David Chang and they they both are sort of the big heroes in the movie I think you know compared to most of the other characters um, with the possible possible exception of uh, uh, the father. Yeah, I mean T Lung's character is basically disemboweled, right? I mean, he, and it's implied that he shoves it all back in and ties it up with his shirt and carries on fighting. <laughs> And David Chan's character, you know, was you know hung, drawn, and quartered. So <laughs> they, they all died in pretty gruesome ways. Um, but yeah, so so the other thing about this film too, I think that is maybe easy to miss because there's so much else going on, is the costumes and the decor. Um, I was curious what your thoughts on that were. I mean, it's got a, it's definitely again, I, I, 14 Amazons was something that I kept thinking back to. I mean, they're two years apart, so it's probably not surprising that the costumes bear some similarity. Um, but what do you guys think of the costumes? I just couldn't help but think that the black army outfit was just so impractical in terms of, like, everything. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I, I thought it was very effective. I mean, I didn't know who the Chateau people were, so I, looked, I actually looked, looked it up um, you know, after the movie just to have a... An idea, and yeah, it turns out there's some sort of Turkic tribe or whatever. So I was wondering why they were, you know, all dressed very differently, and why everyone's referring to them as barbarians. But it sort of makes sense they were from the outskirts of China or wherever it was, and um, being dressed in furs and stuff it did give them a bit of that wild feel and um, made them look very different from you know the, the, the warlord and, and his men, for example. Yeah, I totally agree with Kenny. I think the costuming really works with this, and I loved Ku Fung's um, general outfit. I I don't know what what it was about it; just made him look really strong. I mean, he's a strong personality in any way, but it just added something to him. Um, and the contrast between the um, the emperor emperor's emissary, whoever comes out, and you know is asking for the help from uh, the family and then you know, how completely oppositely they're dressed. You can tell one is barbaric um, or uncivilized compared to the others and how they do things. But I, yeah, I love the costuming. I thought it was perfect. And the, um, yeah, the black outfits just didn't work unless it would have been at night, but there wasn't really much going on at night, but all the other costumes seemed to work. Yeah, and I, I think like I'm I'm curious what what you guys generally feel about costumes in general. Like, uh, I, I know whenever I I get in discussions about costumes online, one of the things that comes up is sort of practical versus dazzling visual effects. And so like you know I would contrast like say uh, a Choi Yuen movie where people have like the glittery robes versus something maybe more recent uh, like uh, like Swordsman or Swordsman Two where people are in you know much more plain looking textiles that look like they're probably a little bit more historical and i'm curious where you guys fall like do you prefer uh, and i don't know where a movie like this fits i think it's a little bit more in the pageantry department um but movies that have sort of exotic and glittery costumes or things that are a little bit more rooted in reality I don't mind if they're glittery and um, and, and looking flashy and totally unsuitable for whatever area it's in. You know, it, it will stand out to me, and I'll probably I'll always comment on it if it looks a bit. If, if I think it just that doesn't look 
practical at all. That's so uncomfortable. Why would you do that to yourself? Um, yeah, I, I always comment on that, but I'm not going to. I don't think it would detract from my enjoyment of the movie uh, just because they happen to be wearing white boots for for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. I I sometimes like the glittery outfits, especially if they're um um portraying some kind of royal character that needs something more um glittery and to stand out more um but i i think practical is works really well especially if you're working or doing more things outside than if you're like more on a set like mm. tour un's um costumes really go well with his um set designs with all the colors and everything so they kind of you know bounce bounce off of each other um i wouldn't expect something that colorful like a gold lame outfit out in the middle of a desert somewhere okay no that makes sense that makes sense though we did get something like that in 14 amazons the uh they were kind of out in the in the um uh, in sort of these arid regions, and they had the—they were like almost like gold lame style armor that they were wearing. Um, yeah, I used to, you know, when I was a history student, that was always a big deal. Like whenever a movie got the costumes right, like people, like the professors would always comment on it, and and they would usually have posters of that movie in their office if they thought that the costuming was like historical textiles. And I used to be really into that, and then I kind of shifted in the other direction, I think, because. Uh, I, I enjoyed the pageantry of the of the costumes, and so in a film like this, I was kind of uh, I, I it, it it seemed to kind of do both. Like sometimes the costumes felt a little bit uh, like they were ba at least for the time based on what they thought the stuff might have looked like. Um, it certainly isn't quite in the stratosphere of where Cheng Che can get with his costume selection, um, like in some of the later movies. But um, but it but it but it also felt really kind of you know like it was they were shooting for really striking colors and things like that. Um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, what about um, uh, oh, did somebody want to say something? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, what movie did this aside from aside from fourteen Amazons? Did anybody else get kind of a rave Archer vibe at the start of the movie? where they were opening up and they were introducing character after character. It wasn't in the same way, but... It was very similar. They had, like, you know, upbeat music playing and heroic-sounding music and all of these people on their war horses. And it, it did sort of feel like the beginning of an epic where you have all of these people and you're going to follow their exploits. Yeah, I agree. I kind of got a westerny vibe at the beginning of the movie with them riding up on their horses and then taking this macho stance and then their name flashing up i don't know why i got this western fit well the, the western music was, feeling the music felt very western in that moment to me it sort of it had that like rolling western feel to it um and the way that they grouped the men when they rode up on the horses to introduce them, you're getting these sets of three until you get the, to the last one. And then the, the last three come one at a time. So you're expecting them to be very central to the um, whole movie. I, I actually didn't notice that. That's pretty interesting. So who, who are the last three that were introduced? Do you remember? Um, T. Long 
And then there was, I can't remember the person between him and um, David Chiang. Okay, that's that's notable. That's I I I I, um, I I definitely didn't pick up on that though. Even after yeah, the last three brought the last three that were introduced were introduced separately, but they were in groups of three, except for I think there was one group of four. Okay, I I like I like the way it's introduced. I like sort of the and again I I definitely I wrote down Western cowboy and it's funny in the dub version that uh that it, so this is available on Amazon uh for people who might want to watch it and they have the dub version I have it on DVD but I for the purpose of this one I decided to stick with the Prime because I wanted whatever people listening to this were going to get um, but I noticed on the dubs a lot of the and I don't know if, if you picked up on this Dion but a lot of voice actors seem to be doing their best sort of gruff cowboy voices like not not like they were doing it with an accent but everybody sounded like their voices were the product of of smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey yes and i always have a problem with dubbing because i don't the voices don't ever to me sound like they should be coming out of that person and so to use these rough kind of cowboy voices just was really off and that's part of why i guess i got that vibe yeah no, like and, they've been smoking packs of cigarettes yeah it was like they were smoking unfiltered cigarettes and they were just really gravelly ra- like rough voices especially and, and and it seemed like either the tougher you were or the more evil you were the more raspy and gruff your voice like the 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 uh i think brother number four or general number four was um was was the the had the, had the most gravelly voice out of anybody on the dub um but uh but yeah i don't know i, I kind of uh, i have this this was a time when i was actually kind of thankful for the dub um i i i i i found myself preferring to watch it with the dubs on this one for some reason i don't know why um maybe maybe because there's something a little bit amusing about the dubs and uh like the when people when people watch this if they watch the dub version i i don't think i've ever heard anybody pronounce vegetable the way they pronounced vegetable yes vegetable uh, yeah vegetable because at first i was like um so uh there's there's a little we'll get into this there's a little bit of like a, a really short love like really short love story really really and, yeah short With, short uh and and lily lily lee uh plays the uh uh uh, the woman and the in the dub she pronounces vegetable as vegetable vegetable like i i can't even do it it's it's a very vegetable yeah it's it, and at first i was like is she drunk she sounds like she's on an ambient or something like she like it sounds like she's got a slur and then i realized no it's because she's pronouncing vegetable that way and then the father also pronounces vegetable that way and and so uh i don't know what the reason is um it reminded me of how I teach my little ones how to say that word, like my um, first and second graders. Uh-huh. That's how we would teach them vegetable. Okay. And then, but you know, normal people run it together. Yeah, I yeah. Because I just say vegetable. That That's a, I, and I was like, I I don't think I've ever heard it said that way. But maybe there's. I thought maybe there's a country somewhere where it's said that way, or maybe. You know, uh, but. But I don't know. When, when Adam gets back on, maybe we'll ask if it's the Australian actor thing again. We can see if uh, it's the if it, if it has anything to do with that. But um, but yeah, I don't know. But 
but I, I did like the dubs. I, I, I they, they were silly at times, but I thought they kind of, they kind of worked somehow for this movie. Um, but speaking of the, the little love story, what did you guys think of that? I mean, it's really short. It might be so I, short, Kenny might not even know what I'm talking about. No, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, but what what was the point? <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't think exactly. of any reason why that was there. I think, well, so I think the point that it, if it did serve a purpose, I think it was to show David Chang's character in the best possible light. Um, that was the only thing I could sort of see, because... It also maybe showed his character's ability to just kind of move on. I, I don't know. Um, because it's like you have this thing where like he meets this woman and she gives him like a, I think a piece of fabric or something, like a piece of blue fabric. The uh, handkerchief. Yeah, it was okay. It was a kerchief. And so he, she, she, she gives him this handkerchief and, and presumably when he returns, he's going to, you know, marry her or continue with the, you know, with the romance. And when he comes back, you know she's presumably dead it's not really resolved really like the the when he asks about her he's just greeted with silence and it and and i don't know if it's silence because the guy is just assuming the worst or if the worst has actually happened but um but yeah it's it's sort of an oddly placed love story and and it also is like they have like in the little bit of time that exists between those two characters they have tremendous chemistry like like you definitely you definitely feel like it should have gone somewhere, but it's like it's over in like ten seconds. Yeah, they they could have moved that plot along a little bit in a different way. I mean, she was she was there to help them out, but I think they could have used a different character to help them out to get to the next. Because I don't like Kenny said, I don't understand why that was there. We have so many questions left after that that we don't know really what the purpose was well, it's almost like it's there to remind you that this isn't about love stories like this isn't a movie that's about love like you, you're sort of teased with a little bit of a of a love thread and then it's just you know yanked out from under you um but yeah i don't know i was i every time i get to that part in the movie i'm like a little bit frustrated because it feels like a lot of effort went into making it work but it doesn't go anywhere and and so I just uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to think about it. Um, yeah, the first. The way... Go, Go ahead, ahead, Kenny. I was just say yeah, the the way I think about it is if they could have you know trimmed half an hour from the movie, that would be <laughs> one of the scenes they'd cut out. I mean, or rework for. <laughs> I I guess the only thing I would say is it does really add sort of to the um, the the shading of the bad guys because of the the whole thing with them trying to assault her in the middle of the night and so if you take that scene out i don't know if it affects i mean they do enough bad stuff over the course of the whole movie maybe it's not it doesn't diminish that but it but it might change the overall my overall view of those two characters because that's like probably the worst thing that they do uh well it's 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 one of the two worst things they do in the movie but the relationship between um, David Chang and Lily Lily um, makes, um, for me anyway, it transitioned David Chang from being an arrogant youngest brother to a more likable person when he did um, come and sit, kind of save her from the assault. So I, I guess it serves some kind of purpose. 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of sets his character apart. Like, I feel like it, and that's like what I was saying, it kind of paints his character in the best possible light. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but I almost, I almost feel bad for, for Lily Lee. Cause like she, you know, she, she's like doing a very compelling job and then, and then she's just gone. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And, and she's also, is she the only woman in the film or do we, we, and we have the, the dancers, but I don't remember there being any other females. She's the only female with a spoken spoken line. Okay. She's the only important female. Yeah, because the other women are the dancers. Say. I do have to say those dancers really impressed me. I was delighted by the dancing. Like the dancing was was like very simple but very interesting. Sort of the moments that it uh, uh, where it kind of picked up energy all of a sudden. But yeah. um, but yeah, she was the only she was like the only female. And... But isn't that like a Chan Chi thing? Is that all of yeah. his movies tend yeah. to have low? That's but this part is... of his masculinity. But this is like especially like like I like usually there's a woman who's got like some, you know, there, there's usually something more than this, and this is like like it's it's just feels like she she appears and like she's so I don't know I I I, I mean number one I, I like her in, in movies in general, but I I felt like she was just really uh effectively creating a character and then and then the character was gone um but but yeah it is a chang che thing there is sort of like a uh i i think it's called yang kong it's like staunch masculinity where his movies are really sort of about because uh, i think one of his i i think he was reacting to a lot of the movies before this period the f- women were actually the heroes because a lot of the audience members were, were women and so we're women. yeah so i think he was reacting to that i think he found that unrealistic and so he he went the other direction um of say like a king who 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 liked to have really strong female leads and and so so yeah i don't know but uh but it's a really uh, it's it's a very puzzling love story because it's just kind of there and then gone um but uh but yeah i don't know any 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 other uh things about the movie that you guys want to bring up before we get to the the final final parts of the discussion the last line that um one of the brothers speaks at the end 13 brothers 13 heroes i kind of disagree with that because not all i wouldn't see all 13 of them as heroes i i would agree with you um so here's where we might be slightly different because I watched the um, the subtitled version, not the right. version. So he he was calling out uh, the, well, the title of the movie, the Thirteen Generals or whatever. Um, and I think it was more like an ironic cry of like, look at the, the Thirteen Generals, how great they were. Look at what they've what look at what they've become now. You know, what a great Thirteen Generals you are, type of thing. Okay, so it's like okay. an ironic. An ironic comment on everything. Yeah, that that makes considerably more sense than how it came. Yeah, off it does. The dub. I agree. Because yeah, in the dub, it def- it definitely comes off differently. But um, but yeah. So uh, so I don't know. Um, any any other parting thoughts? I uh, I I enjoyed the movie, but I didn't. I really. I I think it could have been reworks to be a bit less than two hours because 
uh, uh, you know, sure, a lot of the stuff in the in, in the movie in its current form is necessary to you know show character motivations and and um, so, you know sow so the seeds of dissent uh, um, between the brothers and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like you could do the same thing in an hour and a half if you just tweak the script a bit. It's it's definitely a long. It's a long movie, and it's probably longer than it ought to be. Um, it could it. it uh, and 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 it, and it's and it's one of these films where I kind of, uh, you know, uh, like usually we watch these movies a bunch of times before each podcast, and I I I only watched this twice because I did not want to watch it three times before uh, before Friday. It was just you know I, I I I two times was enough, and that was all to do with the length. If it was an hour and a half, I wouldn't have had that issue with it, um, because there's enough good plot beats in it that I would have been fine in an hour and a half getting to each of those plot beats and you know watching the fights but there's enough sort of delayed moments in the in the film and enough segments in between that you, you know I, I i felt like i was uh i only wanted to invest about four hours <laughs> um yeah i totally agree i think um some of the beginning could have been cut out for me i understand that some of it was really important like the fight with um what was it general meng mung at the beginning the one that i didn't like if that had been sped up a little bit more and then a lot of with the um the meeting that happened at the beginning could have been i think shortened yeah. i don't know there are some things i felt that could have been left out and the script could have been tweaked and we still would have gotten the same effect it was just too slow at the beginning for me. Too much unnecessary information, I guess. And, and there was a lot going on in those scenes too. Like yes. I feel he did a like he did something kind of similar in Marco Polo, and I thought it was much more effective. Where the opening sequence is kind of a similar. We're in the court. It was like a Mongol tent, but but it was like we're in the court of the rule of the ruler or an important person, and we're getting all of these people introduced. But they had a sequence of fights, right? And they were, and, they, and, it, and it just really held my attention. Whereas here, uh, I was kind of waiting for things to happen at the beginning. Um, when things happened, I was entertained, but there was there was I found myself waiting at times. And and also, like you said, there's just a lot. You know, the, there's sort of the you're being introduced to so many characters and so many threads are being pl uh, sort of established that it, it, it you know it's kind of um, uh, it, the beginning does feel a little bit overwhelming. I think. Um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, again, the name of the movie is um, The Heroic Ones. It's available on Amazon Prime, and it's 1970, so it's a, you know, sort of a, uh, a early Shaw Brothers film, very, uh, very much uh, kind of a war movie, and, you know, it has a lot of the hallmarks of Chang Che uh, style, so it's, I think it's definitely worth seeing just to sort of get a sense of the themes and the, and the style of filmmaking that he does, and I think it's a good movie, but... You know, I think all of us sort of share. I think we all had the same criticisms of it. It sounds like. Yeah, it's a great um, foray into the Iron Triangle. Um, it's not the best Iron Triangle film, but if you are interested in seeing the Iron Triangle, you definitely have to watch it. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I enjoyed the movie, but yeah, yeah, like we've said, it. it doesn't feel like it's worth the two hours like if it was half an hour shorter i would enjoy it a lot more i think but um 
you know, otherwise, you know, it, it, it's it's a great movie. You know, it's while it's it's a bit of a train wreck in the sense that you can see it coming a mile off. Um, yeah, how everything's going to come to a head. So, you know, it's still enjoyable to see the process and the the antagonists, the actors, did a very good job of portraying really easy to hate characters. And uh, um, no, I, I enjoyed it and I would recommend it, but. If you have other things to watch, maybe watch those first. <laughs> and I think next week we'll be doing Blood Brothers, right? So we'll be we will be doing a, a an Iron Triangle movie next week as well. Um, and, and I think that one's probably uh, higher up on people's lists in general of 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 must see Iron Triangles. Um, so also, uh, if you can and if you want, definitely check out our our Wushu Weekend Patreon page and consider contributing. That will help us with, you know, uh, movies and just basic expenses for keeping the podcast going. Um, and, you know, the rest of this month, obviously, we're doing the, the Brotherhood theme. So we have a, a lot lined up. And then, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll probably announce some, some of the August stuff next, uh, next week. So until then, we will talk to you later. Bye.